All right, Matthew chapter 5, get back to our series on Sermon on the Mount. Uh, don't forget, next Wednesday we will not have Wednesday night services. Uh, it will be a pastor's retreat training, and, and we'll actually have services on Friday night. And I look forward to that. That will start at 7 o'clock uh, next Friday, so uh, be mindful of that. If you can come, love to have you here. Uh, we have a lot of visitors here that night, so it would be nice to have a good number here if we can. Uh, Matthew 5, reading the, uh, the Beatitudes. We're just going to read verse 7. That's where we're at. If uh, How slow I'm going right now is any indication of how long it's going to take to get through Sermon on the Mount. It's going to take a long time, but um, it's going to go faster once we get through the Beatitudes. But just each one of these, I just really want to take my time with them and meditate on them and still not bring out everything I could bring out on each one of those. But uh, verse uh, 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Let's pray. Father, we ask for Your help tonight as we uh, come to Your house and as we, uh, Lord, come to this portion of worship where we just open up Your Word and seek to have some, an understanding of it a little better. I pray you'd help me, Lord, to, to bear out, Lord, the things that uh, we've learned and uh, be able to share them with your people tonight. And I pray that we truly would be uh, merciful people, that we'd be like Jesus, because he was definitely full of mercy and grace and truth. And uh, so help us, Lord, to be merciful as you are merciful. In Jesus' name, and amen. And we've been looking at Sermon on the Mount and looking at these what we call Beatitudes and, and kind of remind us these are the attitudes that we should be. I kind of like thinking of it like that. It just kind of helps me remember it a little bit, what it's really about. Um, but Jesus has given us a pathway here to finding His true happiness and His true joy that really comes ultimately from being more like Jesus. Uh, you know, I'm sure we wonder sometimes, well, what was Jesus like? Well, you're reading what Jesus was like. Everywhere where Jesus is teaching us to be a certain way, that's what Jesus was like. You want to know what Jesus was like? Look at the Beatitudes. They probably give a description of His Spirit more concise than anywhere else in the Scriptures as far as, as just the Spirit of Christ. And, um, and so that, that's, that's our goal as Christians is we should be a little bit want to be a little bit more like Jesus. And, and you read down through there, you can see definitely uh, Christ in these. Um, but also, what we get from that is not just these dispositions of, of the poor in spirit and, and those who mourn should be comforted, the meek and those who hunger for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, peacemakers. Jesus is all of those things. Uh, but at the beginning of these, these also start with the word blessed. And we referred to this before several weeks ago when we were talking about the Beatitudes, but I believe Jesus had a joyful disposition. Jesus had a joyful disposition. He was most certainly the most blessed person. I mean, He was... The, the Word of God says in His presence is fullness of joy. Listen, so He Himself would exuberate fullness of joy. If you would have walked with Jesus when He walked upon this earth, you would have seen a person full of joy. I just don't think we think of Jesus like that. That doesn't mean they didn't get upset. It doesn't mean that He didn't you know, rebuke the Pharisees at times. 
Uh, we know he did all that and he got upset at sin, but his overall disposition would have been full of joy. I have no doubt about that. Um, I believe it just may have very well have been his happy and joyful disposition that the strict legalistic Pharisees despised him for. One of the things. Um, I have found, I've been in the ministry long enough to, to see that whenever people are, walk with the Lord and they, they enjoy the Lord and serve the Lord, that oftentimes it, it is people who are legalistic and just religious that don't like them. And I think that's what happened with Jesus. You know, misery loves company. And the most miserable people are those who are just religious and without Christ. What a true burden religion lays on the backs of people. The way of the gospel and the way of Jesus is one that will make us blessed. When we surrender our all unto Him and seek to be like Christ, we will be that blessed people. And as we grow in His Beatitudes, we will no doubt be a happier people of God. A happier people of God. A, a joy that truly comes from being like Christ. Jesus said if we abide in Him, His joy will remain in us and the joy we have no man can take away. That's in John chapter 15. Now for this word mercy, when he says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. The word mercy among the Jews signified two main things. One, the pardon of injuries, so forgiveness. Two, almsgiving, or helping the needy. Really, mercy can be summed up mainly uh, in those two things. So let's first of all speak on the subject of forgiveness. So according to the words of Jesus, the happy Christian is going to be the forgiving Christian. Blessed are the merciful. So often we do not exercise forgiveness as quickly as we should, only to find out that we are miserable for it. A lack of showing mercy by not forgiving others will make us a most unhappy person. Forgiveness is an act of mercy because you are giving someone pardon. You are giving someone something that they have not earned. So forgiveness is an act of mercy. They don't deserve it, but you give it to them. It is mercy. Forgiveness is not something we give when we finally feel like it or when we finally think we have punished them enough for what they did. I'm glad God didn't show mercy that way to us. Freely we have received forgiveness in Christ and freely we are to give it. You know, Jesus taught us, you know, it's more blessed to give than receive. But we don't often think about that in regards to forgiveness. Freely we have received forgiveness, and therefore freely we must give it. As we give forgiveness away, as we give forgiveness away, we set ourselves free from being other people's judge. When we give forgiveness away, we set ourselves free from being other people's judge. I like these two verses together. In Luke 6, 36 and 37. Once I turn to Luke 6 later, uh, but I want to read these two together. Luke 6, 36 and 37. Therefore be merciful as your Father also is merciful. Then the very next thing He says is, Judge not. And you shall not be judged. Condemn not. And you shall not be condemned. Forgive. And you will be forgiven. And so I like those together. Therefore, be merciful as your Father is merciful. And then later He says, forgive and you will be forgiven. Mercy and forgiveness that go right hand in hand. When we do not forgive, 
We are setting ourselves up as God and as being the judge of that person. That person doesn't repent and get right with God. God is their judge. God will take care of that. Also, when we give that forgiveness away that we have freely received, we also enjoy the forgiveness we've also received from Christ. Let me say that again. When we give forgiveness away that we have received, we enjoy the forgiveness that we have, that we have received from Christ. And one of the best ways to enjoy what you have is to share it with other people. You know, that's one of the funnest things to do is whenever God has blessed you with something and you share it with somebody, you then enjoy more of what you have by giving it to other people. I think that when we give forgiveness away, we get the privilege of enjoying our own forgiveness a little bit more. When you have something, you enjoy it. The more you bless others with it, whether it be money, your money, whether it be at your house, using whatever you have in your possessions, your car, whatever it may be, and when you use what you have to be a blessing to other people, you enjoy what God has given you a little bit more. You know, also, if we want to receive forgiveness, then we must also be willing to give it. That is a, script, that is a principle taught in the Word of God. Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. There is a spiritual principle set forth there. If we want mercy, we should show mercy. And we see that principle in several places in God's Word. Uh, it's in 2 Samuel, then it's quoted almost verbatim in Psalm 18, uh, 25. It says, With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. Well, what if God was as merciful with you as you are with others? That's kind of a scary question, isn't it? The answer is even scarier. <clears throat> to reject giving mercy is to reject receiving it. To reject giving mercy is to reject receiving it. I think there's no better passage that really points this out as in Matthew 18. Matthew 18, read a few verses there. Matthew 18, probably likely familiar with this, but uh, boy, is this passage rich with uh, teaching this principle, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Matthew 18, and start with verse 23. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into the prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. And here's, here's the, say, what's all this teach us? Listen, Jesus sums up everything he just said. So, my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart 
does not forgive his brother his trespass. Folks, I don't, I, I don't need to interpret the whole thing. Jesus interprets it for us just to make sure we get the point. Say, so, well, preacher, I don't understand that. What if we're a Christian and we don't forgive? Listen, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. The Bible doesn't say anything about that, does it? It basically says, you're, <laughs> if you want forgiveness, you've got to give it. If we want God's forgiveness, we must be willing to give it. I really like what Thomas Adams said. He said this, He that demands mercy and shows none ruins the bridge over which he himself is to, pa- is to pass. <laughs> I just like that. In the model prayer, Jesus said this in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We, we try to fit that in our little theology box, and we tell you, oh, we need to quit that. We just need to, Jesus said it pretty clear. You want forgiveness? You've got to give forgiveness. <coughs> forgiveness of others is an obvious trait of a child of God. See, the Spirit of Christ is in us. And through the Spirit of Christ in us, we are able to forgive others. We have received God's forgiveness. And we also still know that we are in need of it today and we're in need of it tomorrow. As Christians, we are to be the most forgiving people in all the world. If we have any hint of understanding of the holiness of God and of the nature of our sin, like we say we know, we should be the most forgiving people because we understand more clearly what we have been forgiven of. We, therefore, should forgive like no other people. If we truly understand the holiness of God, the depravity of our sin, we should be the most forgiving people that there are. You know, Colossians 3.13 says, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Forgiveness of others is a command to obey. Not something that whenever I finally feel like it. To not forgive others who have offended us is to offend God. It's sad whenever somebody offends you and sins against you, they have sinned against you and the Lord. For you then not to exercise forgiveness, you sin against the Lord because He has told you to forgive. To not forgive is a sign that we have currently a hardened heart. Ephesians 4, 32 says to be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. To not forgive is to have a hard heart. So, first aspect of mercy is forgiveness. The second aspect of mercy is almsgiving or helping the needy. Having mercy toward those in need is not just feeling sorry for them. I've felt sorry for many people. You see people on the road. I see people broke down sometimes. I like to do something sometimes. Maybe I can't. I feel bad for them. You know, I can pray for them to the Father of mercies. Maybe I can do that. And at times I have had opportunities to help people, but it just doesn't always work that way. But feeling bad for people is not the same thing as showing mercy. One, one man said, Mercy is something we extend, not just something we intend. I love that. That's really simple. Mercy is something we extend, not just something we intend. 
In some situations, we may be unable to do anything, and that's, that's fine. And all we can do is pray to the Father of mercies, and we can do that. Uh, but we, when we are able, and it's before us, uh, we are to practice acts of mercy. Again, mercy, like forgiveness, is not something that is earned. I think that we've got to be careful about being hardened by our culture in regards to the abuse we see of people that use the system and the government to just not work or you know things like that. And it's like we, I can become hardened to that because that really does upset me. And the Bible says a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. And so I get all that. And there's still a principle there. But we got to be careful because it doesn't mean that everybody that's out there that's having a hard time is lazy, okay? And that doesn't mean that's why they're in the position that they're in. And so we got to remember that. Um, in Luke chapter 6, and, and so mercy is not something necessarily that's earned um, at all in the acts of mercy. In Matthew chapter, or Luke, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 6, uh, Luke chapter 6. Read a little bit more of the context of, of the verse we read a moment ago. But in Luke 6 and verse 30, Jesus said, Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, so are you also do to them likewise. So you think so you got when somebody's asking for help, you think, well, what would I want people to do for me if I was in that position? But if you love those who love you, so what credit is that to you? So if you're only going to help those people that you love, what credit is it? What good is it? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? You're just kind of paying somebody back. If you do good to somebody who does good to you, that's not mercy. That's payment. That, that's giving somebody back something what they've given you. That's not mercy. For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you or what good is that? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. It's a character trait of God's people. For He, God, is kind to the unthankful and evil. What? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to only help people that I know are going to be thankful when I help them. That's not what it says. I thought I was supposed to only help good people. It starts there. Galatians teaches that. You know, as you have therefore opportunity to do good unto all, especially the household of faith. There is a principle set forth in the Scriptures. We begin with the house of God. We start with the people of God. But it doesn't stop there. It starts there. I mean, how can we help the world out there if we're not helping each other? It starts there. But there, I mean, help the unthankful and the evil. I'm, let me tell you what, one of the hardest things to do is help an unthankful person. When you already know you want to help somebody, and they're not going to appreciate it at all. Or to be merciful and to help an evil person. Not help them be evil, <laughs> of course. But you, you assist them. You, you do something that they need. And that's what he's talking about. And so you want to make sure 
that, that, that you get that. You know, our Father makes it rain on the just and on the unjust. He needs rain. He needs food. Uh, the necessities. I think another passage that's familiar that we can look at is James chapter 2. And it really fits with what Jesus is teaching here in Matthew. But in James 2... This really fits with uh, Matthew 5 there, what we read. Verse 13, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. I just think about that. Judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. It's, Jesus said, The merciful shall obtain mercy. If you don't show mercy, guess what you get in the place of mercy? Judgment. Judgment is without mercy to the one who's shown no mercy. We don't want judgment. We want mercy, right? Mercy triumphs over judgment. After he says that, okay, after he says that, what does he talk about next? A very familiar passage that we're, we're probably very familiar with. He goes on to talk what? About helping those in need. Look, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? And then he goes on to a familiar passage there about helping people in need. Listen, we can come up, we can, we can judge people that are in need. Now, they don't have food, they don't have water, whatever, they don't have a house. Hey, I bet, you know, da-da-da, they, they've done it to themselves, da-da-da. Let me tell you what, you, you want to be merciful. You've got to be careful, Right? Say, well, I don't think they deserve it. Well, there's a lot of things God's given us we don't deserve. <laughs> we have to be mindful of that. I'm not saying you, we should live a life where, we're, where we are cultivating an atmosphere with one individual where we are enabling them to do bad things. I'm talking about that. But when people need food and they need drink, the, the Bible teaches we are, to, we are to help our enemy even with that. And in so doing, he pulls a fire on his head. And I think it's a burning of his conscience. I think God uses that. Proverbs 3, I think 27 and 28 fits with James 2 very well. It says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come back and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Kind of fits right there with James 2. Basically, when a need is before you, a need, okay? When a need is before you, and you, and you have that power to do something, we do not delay. We show mercy. We don't measure the people up. We don't judge them, trying to figure out if they're worthy. You help them. You're going to have a lot of opportunities to help people in life. There's a lot of people in need. And you can't weigh the situations all the time either to know, you know what the right thing is to do sometimes. Let, me you, let us always err on the side of mercy. I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, because we've been forgiven us so much, we should be forgiving, right? Those who are aware of how much they've been forgiven should be the most forgiving. Likewise, when we realize how much God has blessed us with in the things of this life, when we live in gratitude and thanksgiving of it, it should make us a more giving people. We should be the most forgiving people and the most giving people. Who We have received so much from the Lord. We've been so blessed. The people that know they have much 
are the most likely to give much. And to whom much has been given, also is much required from the Lord. When you know how much forgiveness you've, been, you've received from God, much forgiveness is required of us. When you know how much God is, we just go, God's blessed me, God's blessed me, God's blessed me, amen, God's blessed me. Well, acknowledging how much God's blessed you makes you accountable to bless others with it. Those people who give much will also be blessed. They truly understand that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And you know, I think the people that are really walking with the Lord, the reason they want to receive is so they can give. The reason they want to receive is so they can give. In other words, they, they might want to make more money, they might want to obtain this or that, but it's not for themselves. It's so, Lord, you bless me. I want to use what you bless me with to bless others. What a blessing it is to receive because it provides opportunity to give. Our Lord loves what? A cheerful giver. <laughs> a cheerful giver. Not a cheerful golfer. As Gordon was always say. <laughs> uh, every time we go golfing with him, he'd say that. Our Lord loves a cheerful golfer. I said, no, that's not what it says, Gordon. And he'd laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Let us cheerfully give what God has blessed us with unto those that God provides opportunity for us. As Christians, we are to be Christ-like. Can others see Christ in us because they see a person that is forgiving and giving? Because that's mercy, forgiving and giving. Oh, that we be more like Christ because He's given us so much. Given us so much forgiveness. And given us so much even in this present life. So may our Father in heaven help us to be more like Jesus. And we most surely, we most surely deny our own joy and happiness when we deny forgiveness to others and we deny the needy when we have it to give. It's fun. It's, it's, it's enjoyable to help others, right? And let me tell you what, if you are, have an unforgiving spirit right now you're, as a Christian... You are, you, God's hand of chastisement is on you. If you have an unforgiving spirit, God's chastisement hand is upon you, and you're not going to have the joy of the Lord until you give that forgiveness. Say, well, they don't deserve it. Forgiveness isn't about people deserving it. It's not about people deserving it. It's not about saying that what they did is okay. It's not saying what they did is okay. But we have to let that go. Because we're not the judge and the jury. But He is. If they don't repent, He's going to deal with that. But we still have to forgive those that offend us, don't we? All right, let's pray. Father, use this uh, message tonight for Your honor and for Your glory. Help us, Lord, to have tender hearts, Lord, to be forgiving, and help us to have gracious hearts and to be giving. Help us to be a little bit more like Jesus. Help us, Lord, to exuberate that blessedness and that joy of Jesus to this world that is so full of sorrow and so full of, of, of fake, uh, pretentious happiness that I know is shallow and not real for the soul. Help us to truly have deep within us the joy of Jesus and exuberate forgiveness and a gracious, giving spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.